So when are we uh, gonna like? Where are we starting the recording at? Is this like part of the podcast? I'm ready. All right, so first question, how was your Christmas? Not bad. Uh, kids had a good Christmas. Natalie got the train she wanted. Cameron got some Sonic the Hedgehog shoes, so. Nice. They still believe, at least for another year. That's awesome. Yeah, how, how old are your kids? Uh, Natalie is going to be four in a week, and uh-huh. Cameron turned five back in October. Shit. That's probably so cool to have kids that age, like during Christmas when it's the best they age. still believe in Santa and yeah. there's gifts and all that years shit. Years past they had trouble opening up, like like tearing the wrapping paper and stuff like that. But this year, like they can <laughs> gifts they got. They dive mm-hmm. in, they rip it. It's there's nothing better than being a father on Christmas Day, man. It's it's the best. I bet, dude. That's like how how um early do you guys wake up and do all the gifts? <sighs> Sunrise. Oh shit. I remember yeah, being a kid, I'm like, as soon as I wake up. That's what it is. The tree. They got like this internal <laughs> clock that's like, all right, I'm ready. I see the sun, boom, full sprint to the tree. Yeah, that's the good old days, man. I missed that. What'd your shit. mom make for dinner? She made, oh, she killed it. She made some chicken, um, some fire mac and cheese. Mm. Oh, yeah, you had my mom's food that one time at the um. At oh, the yeah, house. you had that food, you never forget it. Yeah, that shit was, was good. I, I got some leftovers too in the fridge right now. I would. Mm. I'd be all that's over good. that. Oh, yeah, some stuffing. It was a good dinner. That's always the best part is you go to eat, and then you get leftovers, too. Take oh, them absolutely. Home. Yeah, you got leftovers for, like, two or three days. You're set. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's first get into um, our fantasy matchup. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. me, and Drew, me and Drew are playing each other in the um, – is this the first year of that league, the um, Blood, Sweat, and yeah, Beers it's the first league? Time, it's the first time I've commissioned a league, and um, – I've uh, I've been playing fantasy football for probably like four or five years now. I've never ever come higher than like third place, and this is the first time oh, I'm in shit. a Super Bowl, let alone two Super Bowls at the same time. Are you really? I'm in two Super Bowls out of the two leagues that I'm in this year, and the Bucks wrecked my entire day because I played against. <laughs> let's see, you had you had Fournette, Fournette and Godwin, and then I played against Tom Brady and Gronk in the oh, other. Fuck. Tom Brady oh, yeah, I got Matt. Damn, dude. But, hey, yeah. at least I'm in the bowl, so I'll, I'll take yeah. that. That's a win. At least you're in the finals. And your team in our league is stacked. Like, you have easily the best team. And even I though mean, you have you have McCaffrey, too, and he didn't even come back, and you still probably have the best team. McCaffrey played – he gave me, like, three games this year. Yeah. Somehow, I had him – yeah. God, I was able to pull off a trade for Nick Chubb, and he's carried me this far. Mm-hmm. And I got, my, I got Thomas, too, Michael Thomas. And he's like the same thing, like three games maybe. Can you imagine Michael Thomas on your team right now, though? Like Michael Thomas of old, like 2018 Michael Thomas? I fucking need that shit because I'm projected to lose right now. Who would have thought that the six and seven – what's your team name again? Um, I think it's like – Tiger um, King? Tiger King, Carol Baskin killed her husband, something like that. Something like that, dude. Your team is six and seven and in the big time. Dude, I, I snuck in. I snuck into the sixth seed, but the last <laughs> week of the season, I won, and I'm in. 
The biggest mystery is how your team fell to six and seven. I don't believe it. Like looking at Me your either. roster, there's no way that you lost more than two games in any other league with that team. I know. I don't know what happened. I think I just had the weirdest timing with injuries. Like guys would it's get just, hurt at the weirdest time. Guys would play like shit, weird. and then yeah. But like nobody COVID. predicted what what happened with Michael Thomas. Nobody predicted COVID to hit certain day or certain teams on certain days and push this game back and all that. It was just it was a crazy year. But uh, I think. I think the reason why my team wasn't that great in the season is because I was stacked at receiver and I had no running backs. Like I had Wolf Fuller on my team too. Like I'll, I'll yeah. go through my, my team real quick, but my team, I had too many receivers. I couldn't even play Wolf Fuller most weeks or Michael Thomas most weeks. You had a couple of good quarterbacks, but honestly, I just, I've never in my life prioritized quarterback because I always thought you can get a quarterback anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like they usually will get you anywhere from like, 19 to 20 points to 30 to 32 points, but all of them usually finish in that range. So yeah. you want to go ahead and try to prioritize like running backs and receivers that are going to get you more than all the rest of them. Because you don't want to start somebody who you know averages exactly. like six or eight points. Exactly. But, when you can steal like a running back or something later on. But you have Aaron Rodgers, who's pretty good. He's been balling out. I had to pull off a trade for him. I was originally oh, going Kyler Murray, but uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of fell into my lap. So I decided, hey, he's better than Ben this year. Yeah, um, I think why I did pretty good, too, because I got Josh Allen super late in the draft. I don't remember, but, like, it was, like, round 11 or 12. Yeah. He was still there. Uh, I might as well take him. I already have Deshaun Watson, but I'll take him if he's still there. I'm, like, the biggest Josh Allen hater in the world. <laughs> Being a Dolphins fan, it's natural for me, but I really did not think he was ever going to turn the corner, and it was the first time I'm going on record to say it even out loud that he has – definitely proven me wrong i mean that man on the record he said no longer it. a tight end masquerading as a quarterback he is <laughs> a premier quarterback in this league yeah he's a real deal um how was being the commissioner what was that like was that fun was, um, stressful um i didn't do my homework as much at the beginning of the league because there are certain rules that i would have changed um First thing that comes to mind is I should have changed quarterback touchdowns from like passing touchdowns to be four points. I would have bumped it up to be rushing and passing touchdowns. I believe should be six points no matter what. I didn't know that it was four points for a passing touchdown, six points for a rushing touchdown. That's true. I never, I never realized why it was like that. I just assumed that the rules that I had been playing with in the leagues that I've been in in the past were default rules. And I never really thought about actually checking them out before we drafted. Until, yeah. like, right around week two or three, I'm like, why does this just look weird? And then I went in and looked at the rules, and I'm like, oh, I should have been on top of that. So next year is definitely going to be different. Hopefully I'll get everybody, if not mostly everybody, back for next year. We can keep this thing going year after year. But Yeah, it was, it's, it was fun. The draft was a good time. The, lo- the um, live draft makes the whole year, man. It's so it really fun does. to go up That's there like and, the like, best have event. the ticket with your name on it of who you're going to draft to put in that slot. It's just, it's so fun. Yeah. And everyone, everyone's hanging out together. You're drinking, chilling, blood, sweat, and beers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great time. I and if anyone draft too, I said, I was like, Reggie's team's going to be the one you got to look out for this year. It's definitely <laughs> going to be Reggie's team. I mean, you I were like, I take pride in my fantasy football. Value pick after value pick. And I'm like, man, That's like you, you, had, do it. you had a tight end under your, under your roster. And there's no way you don't win a Super Bowl every year. For real. Well, I hope um, Goddard, like, he's good. He's, like, their best. Yeah, He's probably their the best, best player, player, I think. It just depends on the quarterback. 
don't know what Philly's doing with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Either hand over the reins or don't. Mm-hmm. But you got to make a move. You can't just keep both. Yeah, and Ertz sucks. I don't know why he's even still there. I don't know. But Jalen Hurts doesn't seem to be using his tight ends much right now. That's the thing. That could that could be your saving grace this week if Jalen we'll Hurts see. doesn't throw it to him. You know what? We'll uh, i got to play Tyreek Hill in both my leagues, too, and that right there could be the dagger. Dude, Tyreek I need another 50-point Tyreek Hill game. That was insane. Alvin Kamara came out yeah, of nowhere dude. last night with six touchdowns. Six I'm touchdowns. So he had one point shy of the record for fantasy points this year. I think Tyreek Hill had ended with, what, 56? Yeah, Tyreek Hill had, like, yeah, a, a lot. Almost 60, I think. It was, like, 59, maybe. Dang. It was wild. But, like, I'm so pissed because I have Kamara in the one league where I, like, got, like, last place. So, like, I'm playing, like, a – like a poop bowl game, like it doesn't uh, matter. So he got you like and, six touchdowns. Kamara's place. got like fifty-seven points. I'm like, oh, cool. This means nothing to me. <laughs> hey, in our league, the same thing happened with Amy. She's in last place, and she had Kamara. Oh She's shit! Oh yeah, that's that fancy football life. Yep. Um. So so after this, you got a big a big night. The Miami Dolphins are playing. Our playoffs start right now. Our playoffs start yeah. right now. That's the way you. So you guys. So you guys are nine and five, right? And yep, then if you if you if you right win or if you win, are you in or you have to win the rest of the games? No, we can't clinch this week no matter what happens. We are in if we win out. If we win out, it doesn't matter what else happens in the rest of the league, we're in. But in order for that to happen, we need to beat Buffalo next week as well as Oakland ah, as Vegas tonight. I'm mm-hmm. never going to get that right, by the way. I just – No. The Las Vegas Raiders just sounds so weird to me. I'm so used to saying Oakland. I'll never get that right. But, yeah, we went out, we're in. So what happens if you guys don't win out? What do you guys need to happen? Uh, we need Baltimore to lose one of their last two, or we need the Browns to lose one of their last two. And that doesn't look likely because they both – let's see, I think the Ravens play the Giants and the Jets – or maybe that's oh, the shoot. regardless they're just they all have yeah. really really easy schedules yeah if you guys win tonight you guys would be like geared up to beat the bills then you know what i mean well see okay here's the main scenario that i've been trying to think of i would drive myself crazy if i'm trying to memorize every single scenario so i might have a, a couple of details wrong but the one thing that i want to focus on is hey we gotta win tonight it's all a moot point if we don't win tonight we yeah. win tonight and I'll start to pay attention to what happens with Indianapolis and Pittsburgh. Because mm-hmm. if Indianapolis beats Pittsburgh, then the Bills can win this week and A, solidify themselves as the number two seed. If that happens, which it sucks that I'd have to root for a team that I'm trying to knock out of the playoffs. But if that happens and Indianapolis comes through, the Bills have no reason to uh, – play Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs or any of their starters in week 17, they might end up sitting. And Miami goes up to Buffalo and beats Buffalo in week 17. They could be doing us a favor and letting us squeak by. But then again, if that happens, we have to go right back to Buffalo the next week in the wild card game and play them for real. Yeah. Going up to Buffalo in December, let alone back to back game, December and then January. It's just, Hopefully we went out and we could somehow, by the grace of God, pull up to like the number six or the number five seed and land Pittsburgh in a wild card game. Because I yeah, think we that'd have be good. 
Yeah, because Pittsburgh sucks, basically. I mean, they... I'm not going to say they suck, but they are walking <laughs> right now. Like They are. Everything that can go wrong with them is going wrong. Ben's arm all of a sudden is like, I don't know. Like, I'm seeing signs on the back of Milt Carton saying Ben's arm is missing. If Ben's you arm. see it, can you call this number? It's, just, it's <laughs> gone. Nobody knows where it is. It's gone. And he's flat out said, like, it's not really anything the receivers are doing. My arm just, it's, I just sucked. Yeah, like, he's old. He's like 39. He oh, had the yeah. arm injury last year. He's played all season. It's getting cold out. It's well, all going against him. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm – let's see, I'll be 33 in three weeks, and I know how I feel when I get out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. I can imagine how Ben, at 38 right now, must be feeling every morning, especially on Monday, after a Sunday game. Uh-uh. Yeah, I he's getting his ass beat. Yeah, so I think – I think that's the best matchup for you guys if you guys play the Steelers. But now with the NFL, they have the seventh seed. Like seven teams get in, right? That's what I'm saying. So, so you guys can definitely get in. Gets a bye. The second seed gets to play the seventh seed. So if we sneak in as the number seven seed, we still have to play whoever the two seed is. Mm. So that could be either Pittsburgh or Buffalo, depending on how the uh, the tea leaves fall. Yeah. It's the same. I don't really know. So what? What what result of the Dolphins this year would you be happy with? Would you be happy, happy now. with just right now? So you guys could lose out and you and you still be happy? We just we just last week clinched a winning record for the first time since 2016, and before that, 2008. Yeah, I'm happy. Wow! Everybody, yeah, it's, it's been a great season. Everybody at the beginning of the season, in the summertime, and and training camp was a little bit we had. They were saying, yeah. Miami, Miami, I could definitely see them squeaking out four or five wins. Yep. Wow. Yeah, they'll be they'll be a four or five win team. Remember on the very first podcast that we had, and you asked me a record projection, and I was like, I could see five wins, but I could also <laughs> see nine or ten. Well, here we go. Here is the here's the ladder right now, and I, I'm not gonna it. say that. Oh, I knew it the whole time, because no. But here we I mean, go. I'm not, yeah. I'm not surprised. So then well, I guess it makes the. Flo's a coach. I guess it picks, yeah, he's that, that, I was gonna that ask dude, you. That dude's a coach. Is there any other coach in the NFL you take right now over Flo? Oh, that's a tough question. Uh, I've always, always, always paid attention to Mike Tomlin's teams. Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin has been in the league for uh, a long time. Uh, let's see, he's been in a head uh, head coaching position since '07, I believe. Oh seven, like yeah. oh eight. Mm-hmm. Never once had a losing season. Not once in his entire career has he had a losing season in Pittsburgh. That's wild, yeah. son. Dude, he's that's a that's another coach. He's a baller. Yeah, and, he's a he's a bona fide Hall of Famer. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There's no question about that. I mean, mm-hmm. even Don Shula has had, although albeit not many, but he's had losing seasons. Mm-hmm. And you would think, especially like in the last you know 15 years, he's been a coach where. You got Brady, you got Peyton Manning, you got Ben Roethlisberger in his prime. You got all these, like, big teams, and they've always been up there. You know, they've oh, always yeah. been a competitive team. They've always no had matter good matter what receivers, the competition, Pittsburgh is always defense. a team you cannot just sleep on. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. I, so, uh, would he be the only coach you take over Flo right now to go to the Dolphins? If you could swap with anyone? I don't know for sure. I don't know – I was really excited about Miami when we hired Adam Hayes the first year and he took us to the playoffs. 
Oh my and that's God. been stuck in the back of my mind. Like, what if this team next year after, like, let's say we make the playoffs this year, and then we just completely go off the rails next year, is it going to be the same thing over and over yeah. again? But you got that Miami just, Dolphins PTSD, dude. I, yeah. I don't know. I think <laughs> – You just can't be happy. You know how they say that some football players just have it? Mm-hmm. I think Flo's got it. Like, on and off the field, he knows what it takes to be a winner in life as well as on the football field, which is why he was getting so much flack in the off seasons for when we lost uh, our defensive coordinator, we lost a couple of position coaches, we lost a lot of people. My dude brought up a high school coach and two college coaches who nobody Man. has ever heard of before. Um, and honestly, I can't even remember the names right now. Um, and there were a lot of questions surrounding his recruitment of these people because they're like, okay, this dude, this dude's like a defensive coordinator on a high school football team. Like, well, why him? And mm -hmm. Flo said, if you can teach, you can coach. So it's not only, Damn. hey, go do this. Hey, go do that. It's, this is how you do it. And he'll explain to it. He'll make sure that they understand everybody in every role understands their positions and their jobs, their assignments, and they're not just saying, hey, go do this. Yeah, he's the, um, he's the Belichick disciple that everyone thought somebody would be eventually. Like, someone has to be, like, a mini Belichick eventually. Mm -hmm. And it seems like he's the guy that, that actually took the stuff he learned from Bill Belichick and can implement it in his own team. Like, no one else has done it successfully. What's weird he seems is like I actually see traces of Nick Saban in him. And I don't think that yeah. he's ever even coached around Nick Saban. I'd have to look into that. I don't think he has, but I just – I see some similarities there between Saban and Flo. The way that they handle certain situations, I mean, those two people – I mean, they don't look alike, but when they get hot, <laughs> Flo did against Cincinnati. He was yeah, ready. how pumped were you when he was about to fight? Oh, my goodness, dude. I would have pissed my pants <laughs> if I was looking at Flo coming at me like that. Oh, no yeah. Way. I would have punched out and been like, Coach, I'm going home. Gone. He's a big dude, too. He could play in the NFL, like yeah, size-wise. He played, he played in college against Frank Gore. Oh, I think I did see something like that on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. He got yeah. he got one good lick on Frank Gore, and it was – I think Gore's team still won, but it was fun to see them go at it, which is why, That's like, crazy. when he played the Jets both times this year, um, every time Flo – not Flo – every time Gore would run the ball and he'd get tackled like, near our sideline, you would ever so subtly see Coach Flo go out there and, like, give him a pat on the helmet as he was running back to his own sideline. And, you know, he'd give him daps saying, you know, good job, nice run. And oh, I shit. love the sportsmanship. I yeah, it's different when, when the coach is an athlete, too. It makes a big difference. Like, when the coach oh, yeah. knows what it's like to be an athlete, like a, a recent athlete anyways, I like, feel it like makes it's a big much difference. easier to learn from the coaches who have been there to be yeah. able to explain what it's like as opposed to somebody who's saying – uh, like, do I don't this, really do know, that. but my book says you're doing this wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you're learning from somebody who was there, it's a lot easier to actually pick up the information. Mm -hmm. And I think I think Belichick and Saban usually, like, have coach conferences or hang out in the offseason. Like, you always see, like, they always get together, I feel like. So maybe – But I couldn't imagine Belichick hanging out with anybody at any time. I don't think he ever has. <laughs> not, not hanging out, but, like, coaching, like – I want to pick your brain coaching uh, stuff. Yeah. So I, I think Saban that. probably came right. through to the came through the Patriots and talked and did yeah. coaching stuff and same thing with Belichick. Like during during um like combines and whenever the college and NFL 
worlds yeah. get together. I think they get together sometimes. I think. Well, I don't know how many uh, more seasons Belichick is going to have left, but if I if I were Flo, I, yeah, it would probably be in my best interest to still see if he's volunteering any information that could do you, you know, a solid going forward, and if he's willing to throw you anything. Oh yeah. It'd be, yeah, he seems like a like a smart guy. Yeah, it'd be real. worth noting. Um, are you? That's kind of a two part question. I'm ready for it. Back when they when they switched to Tua over Fitzpatrick, how did you feel about it then, and how do you feel about it now? That's a good question. Um, initially, it was kind of one of those things like if you could picture yourself at 16 years old and your dad comes up and says, "All right, I just bought you this brand new Corvette," and you're like. Yes, I got a Corvette. Like, yeah, but then you go to drive it, you're like, oh, now I'm kind of scared because you're in the driver's seat. Mm. Kind of the same thing. Like, I knew that we were, I was like, all right, we got Tua, we got Tua, can't wait to see him play. And when they called his number, I was like, uh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And I was nervous. <laughs> yeah. I was scared. But the way that we've eased him into his role has been, like, he didn't come out of the gate like Justin Herbert or even Jalen Hurts the last couple of weeks. He didn't just come out firing on all cylinders. Yeah. He's into it, and I actually think that that worked more into his favor because he doesn't exactly have the skill players that all these other teams have. We don't have a Keenan Allen. We don't have, like, an Alshon Jeffrey or exactly. even a Travis Fulgham or anything like that. We you guys have, have one guy. You guys, well, you guys have Devontae Parker and Gasecki, and everyone else is like an average to below average offensive player. Yeah. Well, we beat the Patriots last week, and looking at the depth chart, we were down our top five receivers, our top tight end, and our top two running. No, our top top running back. We were down yeah. a lot. So basically, we had to have two of. What I thought we were going to do is RPO and nickel or nickel and dime ourselves down the field if we were going to construct any kind of drive. Mm -hmm. um, but he's just got this this swagger about him that he makes the other players around him better. And I'm not used mm -hmm. to that because when we had Ryan Tannehill, you had to be open for him to throw you the ball or else he wasn't looking. Who yeah. will throw you open? Mm -hmm. He will put the ball in, in such a place that only you could get it there was that one interception that he had at the beginning that he threw at the two-yard line that really sucked. Like, I understand it. It was, a, it was a bad decision by Tua, but he doesn't do that often. And he learned from it because they ran the exact same play again in the third quarter, the exact same outcome where he pumped like he was going to throw and then tucked and ran the ball for two yards and scored a touchdown. Mm -hmm. But knowing what I know now, I, I think they made the switch at the right time. I don't know if – if we didn't make that switch, I don't know if uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick would have beaten the Patriots last week. Like, he's always good for, like, two to 300 yards, but he's definitely there to remind you why he – Why he's is, a backup. Yeah, like, why he has a nickname called Fitz Tragic. I mean, <laughs> he's going to throw those crucial interceptions. I don't think we beat the Arizona Cardinals if Ryan Fitzpatrick starts that game. Um, yeah. Tua right now, he, he's in a good spot. He's not – we, we haven't thrown the entire playbook at him yet, but he's getting crucial snaps right now. And he's always played, like even going back to college, he's played on the big stages for the biggest teams in front of the entire country, and he's he doesn't bat an eye. He's, he's used to these pressure situations. Yeah. And 
he always performs. So yeah. I'll ride this out. I think he's ready. And, and I think people forget, too, like, at the time, he was basically the best college quarterback of all time. Like, stat-wise, yeah. I don't think anyone ever has better, the like, completion percentage numbers and record. Like, he was basically the best college quarterback of all time. Played in the big games, like you said. Won championships. So, like, it's, it's kind of probably a smoother transition for him than most quarterbacks to get to the next level. Well, one thing that I was worried about is I didn't know how Tua was going to be being the quarterback of a team that doesn't have a Jalen Waddle, that doesn't have a Devonta Smith, that doesn't have a Najee Harris, that doesn't have all these first round talent or all this first round talent around him. Mm-hmm. I was just hoping that it was more him and not the other guys. Quarterback. I was just hoping that he was going to show that he was ready for the moment. Like, yeah, not make really, really terrible decisions and horrible interceptions. And I, I was hoping that the moment wasn't going to be too big for him. I wanted him to actually like do more than just get his feet wet, but I wanted him to actually grab the bull by the horns and say, okay, I got this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm expecting rookie hiccups and stuff. Everybody, everybody should. He is still a rookie. Regardless of what the other rookies around the league are doing right now, he's still a rookie. We can't give him unreasonable expectations just because of where we drafted. He's still mm-hmm. a rookie. Mm-hmm. And it's it's I'm good to, to want to see to want to see. Okay, I I want to make sure it's not Nick Saban. It's not having Division One five star receivers, NFL guys. It's like, are you the reason why they won games too? You know. Well, let me ask you this. Um, if I were to say the name Lynn Bowden Jr. to you, do you, do you know who I'm talking about? Uh-uh. Okay, see, Lynn Bowden is a rookie that uh, was drafted in the third round by Oakland this past year, and for whatever reason, it just didn't work out, and we ended up pulling a trade for him before he played one down as an Oakland Raider. Really? As a Vegas Raider. And uh, in the last two weeks, Tua has – oh, he was an ex-college quarterback, by the way. He wasn't even, like, a full-fledged receiver. But in the last two weeks, he's accounted for 148 yards of offense, and he's got pretty close to 20 touches, I think. Um, Tua does a really, really good job of spreading the ball around and putting people in the best positions to win their one-on-one matchups. Um, Matt Collins, a special teams gunner, uh, he had a very, very crucial touchdown pass, or I'm sorry, touchdown reception from Tua in the Arizona Cardinals game. He's making all of these unknowns known. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for it. I mean, it's a great sign. Oh yeah, it, like if we don't even have that great of depth yet, especially at the skill position players, yeah. they're showing up because Tua is actually—he's that good. I'm not gonna lie to you. He's just—he's good. He's real deal. Won't show it, but he's doing everything you could expect of him. That's fucking. That's exciting. That's exciting to have a good big time quarterback like that. I cannot wait to see what this team's gonna look like in two years. Yeah. After Speaking of next year, monster draft. I was going to say, who, like, what position do you want to see addressed next year in the, with the first round pick? Which first round pick? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. How many you guys got? Uh, we got two. We got Houston's first round pick. Which, oh, yeah. Uh, Houston's the dumbest. Oh, my. Bill dude, by, I know. But uh, by my calculations, that pick, because of how tight all of these losing records are right now, could be anywhere from the number three overall pick to the number 15, depending on how these next two weeks. You guys are going to get the number three pick? Dude, if we get the number three pick, I guarantee you I'm trading out of it. 1,000% oh, yeah. I'm trading back. I don't need a quarterback. 
Mm-hmm. There's no, there's going to be plenty of quarterback needy teams that are going to be willing to trade up. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm ready for the long haul. Give me an extra first next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll trade back, maybe get, there's this kid, Micah Parsons that I, I love watching his tape linebacker out of a uh, Penn state. Oh yeah. He opted out this year. Rightfully. So he's, He's getting ready for the combine next year. He's going to be a monster. And Penn State has good linebackers. We got um, Sean Lee from Penn State. He's been a beast whenever he's healthy. He's yeah. The Penn State pumps out defense, man. Linebacker, you. Yep. I like. Um, uh, let's see. I like. I like Jalen Waddle. I like Jamar Chase. I mean, we need we need some skill players. We got to give we got to give two a something on the outside. I what's going on with Patrick Williams? Uh, Preston. Preston Williams, yeah, he had like a so-so year, and then now he's hurt. But like, he wasn't—he would—he he didn't hurt. have the year he had last year before the ACL. Well, he got hurt last year in Week Eight against the Dallas Cowboys, and he was—he missed the last eight games. Oh, and then shit. this year, everybody was expecting him to come back and just fall out. And I—I drank the Kool-Aid. I was—I I was one of them. I thought he yeah, was going to have a monster season, and it didn't happen. He got hurt again eight, eight weeks into the season. And his final statistics showed that he only caught 51% of his passes and he had fumble issues. So I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm ready to move on, but I will say that I could take him or leave him. Yeah. If, and, and, if, we, and, if we put Devontae Parker into the number two role, into Preston Williams' role, and get a true number one, that's a mismatch for whoever plays against Devontae Parker. Like, think about any team's number two cornerback on Devontae Parker – I'll go to Devontae Parker anytime I need a big play. That is true. And it'll be there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, Devontae, he needs to play in an offense where he's not the focal point and he's not pressured into staying healthy. And we don't expect so much out of him because every time we do, he gets hurt. Granted that he's only missed two games this season and he should be back for the game tonight. I believe he's a game time decision, but I just – I like him better I mean, as a number two receiver. If we were to pull like a, a Devonta Smith or a Jalen Waddle, Jalen kind of scares me because he did break his ankle this year playing college ball, but him and Tua just got these connections. Like, how about you guys go get OBJ? He's on the trading block. He won't even he won't even be ready to play next year. He got hurt. Oh yeah, you're way right. too, too late into young. this season. He's gonna miss yeah. most of next season. It probably nobody's gonna sign him for three eights. So yeah, that's he true. might. I mean, it wouldn't be far-fetched to say that he might be done playing ball. Really? You think? Surely somebody can take a chance on him. He's, he's, he's going to come back and be like Julian Edelman's age now. No, he's like, he's like 27. No, he's, he's like 27 OBJ's right now. Like, OBJ's like 30, I thought. 30, 30. No, he's young, man. Let me look. He's. I think he just turned 27. All right, I'll have my producer pull that up. Hey, hey. Look up how, how old Jarvis Landry – Jarvis Landry. OBJ is. I'll have my producers 20, get back to He's you. 28. He just turned 28 uh-uh. on November 5th. Okay, so he's going to come back at 30 years old, almost I 31. Guess, I guess he'll be, he'll be 29 when he comes back. He'll be turning 30 uh-huh. that season when he comes Wait, back. Wait, how old you said he is now? He just turned 28. So if he misses all next year – So he's going to miss all his 29 years and most of his 29th year – He's ready to start a season again at age 30. No, he'll come back the following year. He'll be 29 turning 30 yep. toward the end of the year. Yeah, he'll, he'll finish the season at 30 years old. I mean, I guess that's not too bad, but Megatron retired at age 28. 
Um, yeah. So did a lot of superstars retire early, and you never know if OBJ is going to be the same coming off from that injury and not playing for, what, a year and a half? Yeah, and he wasn't, like, the same guy last couple years anyways, production-wise, anyways, ahead of time. So You could make a case that the Browns have actually had a more consistent offense without OBJ. Oh, yeah, and definitely Baker Mayfield's played way better without him. Yep. If you're going in, on the surface, as a defensive coordinator, you're going to play the Browns. You're going to be like, okay, first of all, we got to stop the run. But what am I going to tell my defensive backs? You got to keep an eye on OBJ. Everything else will fall into place. And now you have no idea. I mean, you could make Jarvis Landry the number one focal point, but Jarvis mostly, if I'm remembering right, plays out of the slot. So you're not going to always put your number one corner in the slot. And Mm -hmm. then not to mention you got Rashard Higgins out there who's having a really decent year. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. Both of them can be weapons with their hands. Yeah, the Browns are dangerous for sure. I think they're and they've played better and look better. Baker looks better without OBJ, so he's definitely going to be gone yeah. whenever he's healthy. Yeah, uh, addition year by after. subtraction. Yeah. All right, Drew. Last question. All right. Um, based off all this stuff with the Dolphins, what are your expectations next year? What do you think will be a good season next year? Ooh, a good season next year. Or what do you expect? I guess both. Uh, well, Miami right now has the has the number one scoring defense in the league. I won't accept anything less than number two next year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I expect perfection. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I, honestly, you know what? I actually had a bet with a friend of mine who said at the beginning of the season, all right, Miami, playoffs, top ten defense, let's go. And then we fall to an 0-2 record against – the Bills and the Patriots, and I'm like, top 10 defense, my fucking ass. Didn't mm-hmm. think that was going to happen. Here we are sitting at week 15, and we have the number one defense. Uh, That's wild. Scoring-wise. I love defense, and I love a run game. So my style of football, I want to get like a Najee Harris and just pound the ball. I I, I, mm, I want big, beefy running backs, yeah. linebackers. I, I want – I Maybe you can go sign of running back. The ball, but I, don't, I, I can do without him throwing the ball all over the yard. I just want to see some power run games. Mm-hmm. So, so next year, playoffs is a must. Or no? Yeah. It's a must. And then probably winning playoffs at least one. Be a must. You have probably to win one game in the playoffs, too. I'd love to. I, would lo- I mean, <laughs> I'll take it. We haven't had a playoff win since the Indianapolis Colts game in 2000. 2000? 20 yeah. years ago? Yes. Oh. We had Smith go off. He had 40 touches and like 248 yards rushing. And Jay Fiedler ended up winning that game on a scramble touchdown. I want to say he went into overtime. I'd have to double check. But that was the last uh, time we won a playoff game. Yeah. And I, I want to say in 2000, the Indianapolis Colts were in our division at that time. Dang, AFC South or AFC nope. East? Yeah, they didn't go to the AFC South until after the merger. Shit. Yeah, so, so you guys... my expectations, as long as you can improve on the year before, I'm happy. I don't want to see any kind of decline. I don't want to see. I want to see our offense get worse. Mm-hmm. I feel like if the our defense. Thing... Get, it, it's tough to maintain a top five defense. So if you stay top ten defense, but your your offense improves. 
gives you a better chance to make a run in the playoffs. I would like to think if everything goes our way in the draft, we should actually have one playoff win under our belt next year. I'd love to see us in the championship game, but I don't know what the rest of the landscape is going to look like. I mean, yeah. the Chiefs are going to be a powerhouse for years to come. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. was kind of a surprise team to me this year. I thought they'd be good, but I don't think they'd be 11 and 3 good. Yeah. I hate that Buffalo's, Buffalo's as good, good as they now. are right now because they're in our division, but it's a crowded AFC conference right now, and I'm just hoping we get to leave our mark in it. I think if you guys sign one big-time offensive player, either receiver or running back, I think you guys will be there. I prefer a receiver because I despise paying running backs. I, I don't know why it just it hurts me. Because you can put that money towards literally anywhere else <laughs> just because, to me, running backs are a dime a dozen. Like you can you can find a running back. Case in point tonight. Um, what's his name? Jeff Wilson Jr. has already. I haven't been watching the entire Arizona Cardinals game, but he's been he's been balling. Is he balling? Yeah, he, he had a couple a good games. San Francisco's and... backfield. He's had a he's had a pretty decent game. I'm not yeah, gonna say that true. I'd be ready to give him the starting role in Miami, but I'm saying like you can find a running back if you need to. So I'd rather not pay Dalvin Cook money or Alvin Kamara money or even Christian McCaffrey money to a running back, knowing we could put at towards other positions that mm-hmm. need the upgrade more than a running back. And if you had to, you could use one of those first-round picks on who, if there's like a beast first-rounder running back if you needed it. I wouldn't mind it this year because we have the draft capital to do it, but I've never been a fan of using a first-round pick on a running back. Look what happened to Fournette in Jacksonville. Look who all yeah. they passed on to take Fournette. That's true. Yeah, they got, like, this undrafted kid now who's balling out, James Robinson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I'm saying is you, you can find running backs if you look hard. You can do it. Even Kamara was not a first-round pick. I don't know where he was drafted. I want to say he was a second was, I think Kamara was yeah. a second-rounder. He was a beast, too. All right, last, last question. Last, last um, question. What's, what do you think is going to happen tonight? The Dolphins, Raiders, you think the Dolphins are going to win? What, do you, what uh, the spread, what do you got? Well, Derek Carr didn't carry an injury designation into uh, into the game, so he's going to be starting. And I think that bodes well for Miami because he is coming off of an injury and he's not the mobile Marcus Mariota. Miami mm-hmm. is notoriously known for having problems with mobile quarterbacks. I like that Derek Carr can scramble but doesn't like to. Mm-hmm. So knowing that he's had a little bit of a groin injury, he's going to probably stay in the pocket and maybe be a little skittish with that pass rush. Hopefully Emmanuel Ogba may make him a little uncomfortable in the pocket. I'm predicting a Miami Dolphins win, but I don't think it's going to be easy because they still are clinging on to playoff hopes, but they're they're on life support right now. I mean, the Raiders mm-hmm. are all they're but seven, eliminated seven. if they lose. So I'm going to yeah. say something along the lines of a 20-17 win. Okay, low scoring, but okay, I like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anything that the Vegas Raiders can throw the number one scoring defense in the league that's going to give them more than twenty points. I mean, you might have kick return for a touchdown or something like that, but our special teams have been tough too. Mm-hmm. Flo preaches three phases of the game, so blows that dude, man, for real. I, yeah, I can't predict that anybody's going to come in outside of Kansas City. Nobody's going to come and score. 34, 35 points on uh, on Miami. I mean, right now we have 
nine wins on the season. Seven of those have been by more than one score. So Miami, usually when they win, they, they handle business. Here we go. You heard it from Drew himself. Miami 20, Raiders 17. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, Drew, I'm excited for our fantasy matchup. Uh, this hey, it's going to be really hey, fun. Regardless, I, I knew in the back of my head the whole season it was going to end up this way. Hey, there we go. You got some ballers. You got shooters. I try. I try. I try my best. And I'm always on the waiver wire. Like, who the fuck can I pick up now? I need somebody. Oh, so, yeah. It'll Usually be I always burn through my waiver wire picks before I really need them. Like an idiot. Mm-hmm. But it all worked yeah. out this year. What we'll see what It worked out. Good luck to you along the way, Reggie. All right, man. See you later. I appreciate you coming on. All right, on. brother. Have a good one. See ya.